try to package the Christmas story. We do the angel thing, the shepherd thing, the manger, and we just pass through the angel thing. And we choose to focus, a lot of times we focus on the shepherds for the right reasons, outcasts, but just sitting in that moment with the host of heaven, and it says, when the angels had left. Not like they said this, verse 14, glory to God, and peace, and then they left. What was going on? I I love to imagine that, like, are the shepherds talking to each other? Are they still freaking out? Are they... Are they getting more comfortable? Did the peace that passes all understanding fall upon them? What was happening? (laughs) This is a story that it's one of the most significant angel moments in Bible recorded history, but we kind of skip over it. Merry Christmas, and thanks again for joining us on Study with Friends. I'm Paige Quadro, and we're delighted to have you join us as we center our hearts and minds on the coming of Jesus this Advent season. Holly, Kathy, Jan, and Marilyn are currently taking us through a deeper and more meaningful look at Advent, why it's important now, but also as we wait for Jesus' second coming. We've looked at hope and faith. This week, we'll focus on joy. If you'd like to get the homework to follow along or want to listen to any of the previous episodes, you can find them all on our website, studywithfriends.org. You can also listen anytime, anywhere using your favorite streaming app, and you can also watch the ladies on YouTube. Now let's open up our Bibles and focus on joy. The Joy Week and Luke two mm-hmm. eight to 21 okay we're gonna start with a low ball what is the people group first told after the birth of the birth obviously mm-hmm. mary was told first and elizabeth and they they had the inkling but who was the first group told after the birth the shepherd yeah just call it out if you know it. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so the shepherd so my question for you is why do you think the announcement was made in this way so talk about the way the announcement came Quite different than the announcement to Zechariah and mm-hmm. Mary. Bit of a quieter announcement, so one-on-one to them. And more of a group-to-group group here, right? Why do you think the announcement was made that way mm. and to that group? Well, that group, I can, I can uh, address that. Um, the shepherds were kind of outcasts uh, in that society because they... <laughs> lived with the smelly sheep and weren't weren't always um, sacramentally clean. Right. The fact that God would manifest Himself to the lowliest people in the earth is just telling us what a God He is. Mm-hmm. That He He's for all people. He's not just for the king in the palace. Mm-hmm. And likewise, having His Son born in a manger in a stable, as opposed to when the when the Magi came, they went to Herod. To, to look for the king of the Jews, the, mm-hmm. the child that was born to be king, um, because they figured it would be in a palace. And here he had been born in a lowly, mm-hmm. probably smelly place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, just the aspect that, you know, I'm available to everyone. Mm. I'm here for the lowliest. So you feel like this announcement sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Mm. for the life of Jesus in humility mm-hmm. and um but also for us uh, as to know that we don't have to be in, 
in the upper middle class to be come to Jesus, that, that he's there for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you guys have to follow that up. That was really good. It was. And I, mm-hmm. I love it because mm-hmm. it's not even that we don't have to be. It seems that he doesn't even want us to be. So I live my life. Uh, I'm a fitness instructor, which I didn't say on here, but I'm a fitness instructor and I have been for 21 years and I am extremely competitive by nature. And I'm surrounded by people who are competitive in nature because I'm a fitness instructor. And so they come to the gym. I teach at five in the morning. So again, by nature, we're doers, we're challenging, we get that done and then we go to work. And this is so humbling. You can't strive to be humble. So you can't work at it. You You can't can't work at it. And and yet this is what he loves. These are those that he loves. These are those he he comes to he shows himself to it's not even necessarily that he loves the humble but I think that's what he wants from us on top of it so what I'm hearing you say is God's pointing out I don't just love what the world calls the winner yeah Mm -hmm. same thing similar to what you just said Marilyn the the kings and the whatever yep really good are you taking it in or do you want to add only that um When I look at verse 15, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Now, that response to me says it all Mm -hmm. about them. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a negotiation. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Let's draw straws. Well, you know, it was let's go investigate this let's 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 go let's go so i think the lord wanted to give this announcement to people with ears to hear mm. it was important mm. that whoever got the word moved quickly and did what needed to be done and so the shepherd i wrote faith mm. because of the same thing yeah And again, this is how it's all intertwined these four weeks because they had total faith that what they had just experienced was true and total hope in we're going to go see this. We're going to go see this. We get to see this. Um, Totally all tied together. I I do want to talk a little bit about the host because we read it at Christmas and I don't think we really think about um, this is where artists really give us a good visual of like what so maybe you're thinking of a a depiction that you've seen of this scene Uh, but before I get to that so just be thinking about that for a second before I get to that I did want to also really love what you said about the outcast Mm -hmm. because you know Throughout his whole ministry, Jesus is all about the outcast. The outcast, the woman who puts two two coins in, who has nothing, the lepers, the lame, the tax collectors, the woman at the well, they have significant parts of Jesus' attention. And you're right that, that God is setting the tone in this moment that says, I love what the world hates the 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 people that the world despises and in the end it would despise him and put him on a cross and so it's so interesting that he's already 
really starting that in this moment. I thought that was really, really insightful for you to mention that. So different translations. Yours said something about lights flashing, an angel of the Lord, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. So I'm in nine. I'm in the NIV. Flashed and shone around them. Yeah. And they were terrified. Yeah, what does, and yours is amplified. Mm -hmm. What is the amplified? Flashed and shown. That, that's mm -hmm. what Amplified typically does is it adds words mm. so that you can really get the original Greek or Hebrew intent. What does ESV say? I know you have ESV, right, Marilyn? I have NIV. Oh, do you? What do you have? NASB. What does yours not uh, verse 9 say? Verse 9 says, And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Mm. Okay. So that seems like a scene. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then the host... Suddenly, a great, so we skip down to 13. Mm -hmm. So we've got this one singular, an angel, the angel said to them, words. And then suddenly, I don't even know. Let, let's just think about the word suddenly for a second. What did that, what did that look like? What was that <laughs> yeah, like? Yeah. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This, again, could be another whole study. But the host we see in other places in scripture, most notably or probably most recognized in Re Revelation, when John describes the vision and how there is always a host around God praising. Mm -hmm. I find that extremely interesting that is a whole like angelology study we could do we just always we're just always like <laughs> popping up new ones. new mm -hmm. studies and it's like little fingerlings that come off of these yeah. but i just want to think about like that experience so just tell me how that hits you right now mm -hmm. the flashing or shining what does that mean um the host what does that mean we typically think of them in the sky it doesn't really say that they're in the sky hmm. yeah. so when especially because it says on 15 when the angels had left them and gone into heaven what's that about i don't know mm -hmm. i mean on my little manger scene the angel sticks up at the top we always <laughs> think of them yeah. in Flying, in the sky right but mm. i don't know if they were suddenly all on the ground i don't know yeah um Mm -hmm. Just do you want to like play with that a little bit or think about that? Well, I would say I can tell you, I know um, I get overwhelmed. So I love, I, I love concerts. I was at a concert not that long ago. It was good. The music is just loud. And it was a Christian concert and the music is just loud and it's just the lighting. And so I get overwhelmed. I get emotional. I get excited. And this to me seems like the, epitome of that right like the top end because just all of a sudden everything they all just show up and they're praising God they've just given you this amazing announcement in the middle of the night and you're out sleeping with sheep you know you're a nobody you're a humble possibly the youngest born in your house right like as we think of David David was a shepherd and he was out in the field when Samuel came to find him so they're out in the field they're and just this whole host, I think of bright lights, 
bright sound. And I just, for me, it's just an overwhelming experience. And I think I would just be, you know, this is just amazing. You know, I just would be really excited by it. And by their their reaction to it, how they just suddenly yeah. automatically go, I feel like that that's for them. They fully are believing in it. They fully get what they're saying about God. And so they just go out and see the, the baby that was born. And that's the way I think I would feel about mm. it. It's very nice that you're really juxtaposing that with a worship experience yeah. like when we have you know we love our worship mm-hmm. whatever music speaks to you and music is a hotly contested <laughs> issue in the church but all of us have worship music that speaks to our heart and i think that god ordains i mean i know that god ordains that because it's all through the bible that that sort of song is a is an appropriate and effective way to worship and um, have intimacy with him. But I like what you're saying because it doesn't say that they're singing. Right. But we feel like they're singing, I right? feel like they're singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And um, m- more on that, more on that experientially because there's another word that I want to lift mm-hmm. up and, and give you just another way to imagine this moment. But can, tell me more. I don't want to rush to my part before I hear yours. I um I'm looking at uh in this um amplified version it says uh, a multitude of heavenly hosts angelic army. Mm. So um I think okay are these Christ's escorts? Mm. So and are they here on earth? Mm. Because he's here? Mm. It, 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 it it like announces like it gives the birth all the credibility you could possibly mm-hmm. give them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the weight. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we were with him there. Now he's here, so we're here. Oh, I yeah. love that. Because where he goes, we go. Amen. You know, so Oh my gosh, that gave me chills. Mm. I know it gave me chills when I and when I saw angelic army. I'm like, yeah. well, mm-hmm. have you, uh, we live uh, in Pennsylvania, and there's a theater in m- the middle of Pennsylvania called Sight and Sound Theater. Mm-hmm. Have you guys all ever been to the Christmas Story done by Sight and Sound? I haven't been to the Christmas Story. It's excellent. That it's all excellent. But if you if no matter where you are in the country, I'm just gonna go ahead and give a plug to Sight and Sound. If okay, so when you go to Sight and Sound, they're very open about how they do round out with creative liberty mm-hmm. some things that are not specifically in the Bible. And that's fair. That's fair. It's a theatrical acted out yeah. version. Okay. So but one of the things that they do in the Christmas story it's going to give me it's giving me goosebumps just to think about it is they have the host and actually they show so they have Jesus and and Mary in like the peaceful manger scene and above it is a full scale battle mm. between the heavenly host and the enemy's mm. army mm. it's actually really impactful because this is the moment there's no going back and it shows this interpretation of the battle that was waged to keep this from happening Mm -hmm. it's really impactful Mm -hmm. you would really like it especially if that hit you afresh like the army 
what was that about? Mm. What was that about? Mm. Because we th- we sometimes so good that you raise that, because we think of like the heavenly host as like peaceful, like white robed, mm-hmm. uh, sparkly people, which by the way is probably not what they looked like at all, <laughs> but not like in a a sword way. And I remember when I watched that at Sight and Sound for the first time, I was like, oh. That makes more sense to me from a globally biblical point of view um, that it was a that was a, an army. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting. Uh, again, you got to let sight and sound do their interpretive thing. And, you know, I took my kids when they were little. We took our kids when they were little. So we have to explain like that's not really in the Bible, but it's not it's not. They're not, it's not heretical, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's a very, it's a great way to, you know, absorb the the stories. We've been to like eight. Mm. I mean, we just love it. Well, you know, we're people who love theater. We're theater Mm. people. Mm. So, uh, so we just love it. Um, But yeah, they do a great job and that, that is depict, that's depicted in their, in their version of the Christmas story. It's really interesting because we think of just this bucolic scene and we don't, we're not really, so it's, again, we s- inappropriately silo scripture. So like, we're like, oh, the shepherds and the hosts and then, and then the manger. But I think it's more what you just mm-hmm, described, mm-hmm. the host and the manger and the whole thing happening all at once. This was, a, this was the most important moment, yes. you know, a culminating moment until the cross the most important moment in the entire history of the world so mm. a very interesting take thank you for saying that any more on that particular okay so the other thing that i wanted to um sometimes i say that um when you read the bible look for god in the small words a lot of times i say look for god in the prepositions mm-hmm. uh because that's a that's a whole different way to take up scripture but in this uh, passage the small word that I want to focus on as we think about the experience itself is when the angels had left them and gone into heaven Mm. because it's not then the angels Mm -hmm. left them and so when it says when gives me a sense of how long was that happening which I delight in because again we always try to package the Christmas story. We do the angel thing, the shepherd thing, the manger, and we just pass through the angel thing. And we choose to focus, a lot of times we focus on the shepherds for the right reasons, outcasts, the whole thing we just did. But just sitting in that moment with the host of heaven, and it says, when the angels had left. <laughs> Not like they said this, verse and 14, it, glory to God yeah. and peace, and then they left. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's something in between there. Yeah. What was going on? Mm-hmm. I I love to yeah. imagine that. Like, are the shepherds talking to each other? Are they still freaking out? Are yeah. they are they getting more comfortable? Did the peace that passes all understanding fall upon them? Did mm-hmm. did the spirit of the Lord en- enter them and and give them uh, the the total peace and hope and faith and what was it like? what was happening? <laughs> like th- this is a story yeah. that, that it's one of the most significant angel moments in Bible recorded history, but we kind of skip over it. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought it would be some kind of fun to not do that. So I'm, we're just t- tickling the imagination. I don't have theological, I don't have fully developed angelology that I'm going to teach you today. I just wanted <laughs> to think about the awestruck 
nature and and let that fall on us Mm -hmm. in a new way whatever your imagination your spirit-led imagination of that moment might be uh, of course within the boundaries of what it says in the text so um i just wanted to ask one last question and then we'll move into uh i think the next one is peace Mm -hmm. Does this announcement remind you of any other biblical announcement that and God's choice in whom to get the news first? I thought of the resurrection. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was hoping you would think. <laughs> the uh, women, again, didn't have much uh, position in society. Mm. And uh, the angel at the tomb was the women that heard it first. And even when they went back to tell the disciples, they didn't believe them. Mm-hmm. So what is it that reminds you of this? Like, why, was that, why is that significant that the women were told first, culturally? I'm leaning on you because you already, <laughs> well. you already did, the, you did the cultural <laughs> juxtaposition of the shepherds being an outcast. Yeah. So tell me about women. Well, women really had no position or authority in that society. Everything was inherited through the males of the family. Um, The males, um, the men were the leaders. A a lot of times women weren't educated um, and they didn't have, they couldn't inherit. So if, you know, if that's why it was so important for, for Christians to be be careful caring for widows because they they had no property rights they had no ownership really and um, <coughs> they didn't have much place mm. in society so again they they're pretty much the outcast so to speak in some ways yeah. yeah one of the things that I think is particularly interesting and I don't know if you all know this but according to Hebrew law, women could not give testimony in court. Mm. So it's very interesting that they were first chosen to bring testimony of Mm. Christ. Mm. It's another way that God is tipping over, upside down, the cultural norms Mm. at that time Mm. and saying, no one is righteous, not one, Mm. but I love you all. And you and I've come t- to to save anyone who would believe. Well, I was listening to Marilyn. I was thinking, look how God elevates the folks that we don't mm-hmm. elevate. The two most important events mm-hmm. known was first shown to the least of these. Amen. So. You have not been elevated till God elevates you. That's perfect. I'm not going to say anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Yep. Look what God does. Hi, this is Jan with Study with Friends. We are a weekly Bible study just like the one you find at your local church. If you're not involved in one, we encourage you to find a Bible-based church home. In Matthew 10, Jesus sent his disciples out to preach the word, and he instructed them, Freely you have received, so freely give. We believe these words apply to us here at Study with Friends, so we have created many resources for you at our website, studywithfriends.org. Just like those disciples that relied on the generosity of others, 
We likewise are 100% donor-supported. If you have been particularly blessed by any of the resources we've worked hard to provide, would you consider donating to our ministry? Monthly partners are especially helpful to us, and no amount is too small. If you're willing to give, we'd be grateful and thankful to have it. You can donate one time or become a monthly partner on our website, studywithfriends.org, front slash donate. We always love to hear from you, and you can reach out to us via email at info at studywithfriends.org. You can find us on YouTube or connect with us via Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. It is always an encouragement to hear what you have to say and how this ministry is touching your life. We'll see you next time as we study with friends.